Policy matters. Policy matters. Policy matters. Policy matters. Policy matters. Welcome to Policy Matters. I am Jeffrey Hayes, your host for this episode. Today, we will be speaking with Becca O'Connor, director of ASRM's Center for Policy and Leadership, and Brooke Bumpers, counsel at the law firm of Hogan Lavelle. They are here today so we can learn more about the background and import of the Center for Policy and Leadership's most recent report, which is focused on the potential impact of states' abortion trigger laws on the practice of reproductive medicine. Welcome to both of you. Uh, 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 Thank you so much for coming on Policy Matters. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Thanks. Uh, Becca, I'll start uh, with you uh, by asking you to if you could, please provide some context and, you know, background for this report for our listeners. What, you know, what, what led to its release and what exactly does it cover? Sure, absolutely. So in the wake of the Dobbs decision, which um, overturned Roe v. Wade came, coming down from the Supreme Court, um, we've seen a rash of state laws both take effect um, and be introduced to ban and limit access to abortion care. And the uncomfortable truth, as we'll talk about some today, is that when it comes to this access landscape, this legal landscape, it's incredibly murky at this point and will remain so for the foreseeable future as things are pretty fluid. Um, And, you know, it's important to note that while ASRM is glad to offer resources like this, we're not positioned um, per se to offer state by state legal advice or counsel to our members. That said, as a preliminary matter, we view it as critically important to provide some um, insight and and help people to understand what the potential impact of these states' trigger ban laws, which are laws that are on the books and may have been for some time, um, that effectively ban abortion immediately um, in at least 13 states, we have these trigger laws in effect um, or going into effect. Um, what does that mean for assisted reproductive technologies and access to care for the patients that our members are serving? Um, and so that's what this report was designed to do, provide an overview of the trigger laws in place in 13 states, evaluating their potential impact on access to art. And to be clear, The analysis um, is not intended per se, although we do recognize that this is a factor to um, analyze the potential um, pregnancy related complications, how how these laws interact with treatment for those, ectopic pregnancy, what have you. Um, We we recognize that there's a, a bigger picture here, but for purposes of this report, we kept it pretty centrally focused on the trigger laws. Well, thank you, Becca. Uh, Brooke, as you reviewed the state's trigger laws, what were some of the key uh, takeaways of which those in the field and in their in, in their patient uh, uh, ought or need to be aware of? Yeah, I think it's really important to emphasize that these laws vary from state to state, and you know where they sit in the state code and how they're applied varies. We did see some definitions of terms that were kind of repeated verbatim from one state to the next. But even that doesn't necessarily mean that those definitions will be interpreted the same way in those different states. And, you know, I really think the most important takeaway at this point is to stay tuned. Um, We're really just at the beginning of this kind of new paradigm. And I think it's important for everyone to 
you know, be engaged and stay vigilant about what is going on in their particular state. Because I think, you know, it's what comes next that's most likely to be where we may see impact on reproductive medicine. Becca, what, what's next then? Well, you know, will the, the CPL then be issuing uh, updates to this report or additional resources to help, you know, those working to navigate the, the, the post-Roe post world? Absolutely. So, you know, the CPL is operating um, sort of alongside our ASRM government affairs team, which is in the trenches in the, at the state level and, and on the federal level. But for the CPL, um, this is the first in what we view as a series of resources around this. Um, and so I would look in the fall um, for an additional report or two, um, which will delve a little more deeply into um, what we're seeing in other states where it's not simply limited to what we're seeing uh, with trigger laws, but also you know, as these states are defining terms, as Brooke alluded to, such as fertilization and, and defining when life begins, we have to be very vigilant, as she said, um, and keep an eye on what that can and could mean, particularly as the courts begin to evaluate these laws and interpret them. Um, that's where the rubber really is going to meet the road. Well, I, I want to thank both of you for, for being able to, to, to take uh, time out. Are there any uh, concluding thoughts or takeaways either of you would like our, our listeners uh, 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 to, to have from this episode of Policy Matters? Uh, I know it's hard to predict, uh, you know, what, what questions may come in, but uh, is, there, is there any other things you would like to share? Um, I'll jump in and just say, you know, it's really important to be aware of how the laws are structured in each state and how the terms are defined and how they're used. Um, you know, as, as Becca said, the, the next step may be the more critical one. I mean, we found in these trigger laws that they primarily restricted or redressed actions related to pregnancy, but a number of them do include terms like unborn child that was defined to begin at fertilization. Um, and so I think we, we have to keep an eye on you know, even if those terms are currently only used in the trigger law in the context of pregnancy, you know, what comes next? Are they going to be imported into some other area of the law? Is that going to be the springboard for some sort of personhood law that would have much broader impact? Um, and I would just emphasize that, uh, as Becca said, things are very fluid. Um, as we've already seen, courts are assessing the the current status of the trigger bans in the context of other state laws and constitutions and, you know, sort of trying to reconcile old laws that are on the books. And we're going to see state legislatures convening and passing new laws, and those will be subject to interpretation and likely challenge in the courts, um, plus factoring in whatever Congress may do or the administration may do. So I think there's going to be a lot of legal pinball uh, as we've already started to see with issues bouncing back and forth between, you know, legislative and regulatory bodies and the courts. Um, so this this could be a long haul, and I expect uh, there'll be a lot of ups and downs and back and forth. Absolutely. And I would, I would jump off that and just say that it speaks to just how critical um, the voices of those that are listening to this podcast, our members and, and patients are going to be coming down the pike. Um, we know that there are a lot of um, good actors out there that are working to support efforts to make sure that they don't, for instance, um, unintentionally scoop up IVF as they're legislating around other matters. Um, and so, 
that's where education is key. And, and our goal is to provide tools and resources so that folks can have informed conversations with the, the decision makers that are going to be deciding the fate of reproductive care. Our guest today on Policy Matters has been Becca O'Connor and also Brooke Bumpers. They have been so kind to be here today to uh, uh, guide us in a, you know, a conversation here about uh, the Center for Policy and Leadership's most recent report focused on the potential impact of states' abortion uh, trigger laws on the practice of reproductive medicine. Uh, uh, thank you both again so much for being here. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is Policy Matters. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician. 